Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is sponsored by R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice, a welcome addition to anyone's sleep routine. Pace Case, if you know me, and you do, mm-hmm. you know that I'm yeah. working all hours of the day, all hours of the night. Mm-hmm. So the sleep that I do get has to be very good sleep. And I'm always looking for ways to up my sleep routine. Sometimes I'll read a book to go to sleep. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Oh, and The Bachelor? uh, That book keeps me very awake. It's very engaging. That never puts me to sleep. Mm. I will sometimes just put down my cell phone after a long day of looking at a screen. It's nice to get some time away from the screen. I also will incorporate some R.W. Knutson Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice. It truly makes you go to sleep a little easier. It's the thing you need to help you drift off into the dreamland. Mmm. As more and more people are looking to prioritize sleep, organic Just Tart Cherry is having a moment thanks to Tart Cherry's potential sleep-related benefits and potential to aid in muscle recovery when you get those gains like clues. We're seeing this in the viral sleepy girl mocktail trend on social media. R.W. Knutson has a whole lineup of natural juices with zero added sugar, so you can feel good about adding them to your wellness routine. It's all about celebrating those daily wins. Organic Just Tart Cherry Juice is made from tart cherries, which may help you get a better night's sleep because they have natural melatonin. R.W. Knudsen crushes only 100% real ingredients, so you can crush everything you do. Pick up a bottle at your local grocery store today. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in... um three-body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back, no questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. 
It's the game of roses. Welcome to the game of roses. This is the game of roses. Welcome to the game of roses. My best friend Sean, my OBGYN, and the king lady are the only people who know what the, the gender of the baby is. So, and she's a tight lip. She keeps like saying, teasing about a girl, teasing about a boy, and I pull my heartstrings all over the place. And I'm like, I'm just ready. I'm ready to know. Are you ready? Definitely ready. Definitely ready. Just tell us, bring it on, confetti. Let's go. Pink, pink, pink. Hold on. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, count you guys. Welcome to Game of Roses, Thanksgiving edition. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues. And you know what you're going to get. You're going to get Bachelor Nation news. You're going to get the parasocial play of the week. And definitely you're going to get a descent into the pit for our screams, which of course all this season are being sponsored by Relationship Hero. If you're in a relationship right now and you need any kind of help with it, you can go to RelationshipHero.com and they have certified coaches who are there for you. Do you need advice on anxiety, a tough breakup, building better boundaries? We all have trouble with that. Or even how to navigate the pandemic and whatever relationship you might be in, go to Relationship Hero. They can help you. If you get a text message and you're not sure what's the right thing to say, you can send that text message to one of their relationship coaches and they will tell you what to say. I send all of my texts that are for Bachelor Clues. I send them to Shoya first. (laughs) Oh, I didn't know that. Fantastic. So she really is helping us. Right now, if you go to RelationshipHero.com slash G-O-R, you will get $50 off your first session with one of their certified coaches. That's RelationshipHero.com slash G-O-R. But before we get to any of that, of course, you know how we start our Friday shows. We talk about some things that are happening in the real world outside of Bachelor Nation, and then we link them to Bachelor Nation. This is Game of Roses, State of the World. So traditionally, Game of Roses, State of the World, it's kind of our darkest, depressing part of the episode because it's real life and it's the real news. We have a lot of things going on that would fit that, you know, 45 just (laughs) pardoned Michael Flynn for crimes that he committed on his behalf. COVID is at an all-time high in the United States. I just got a text that there's no alcohol after 5 p.m. in California, says Gavin Newsom. We're already on a curfew that's at 10 p.m. Things are going to get bad. There was, what, a million people took flights a few days ago for Thanksgiving? It's going to be bad. But today is a holiday. It is Thanksgiving. And Clues and I decided, you know what? Instead of (laughs) starting our Bachelor Recap podcast out with horrifically depressing news, we are going to discuss a couple things that we are thankful for on this very special day. Indeed. 
The world is not as bad as it seems. You can find silver linings in these dark clouds. And so as we are recording this today on Thanksgiving, you guys will be hearing it on Friday, we decided to take this opportunity to discuss what we're thankful for. What are the things that we're happy about as there is darkness all around us? What are our shining lights? Pace Case, what do you got? I am grateful. I can't believe I'm saying this. For The Bachelorette. I thought you said this wasn't a dark segment. (laughs) Should this be my scream from the pit? Whoops. (laughs) I thought this was lighthearted. Well, here's why. We saw this week a 21-minute, nuanced, thoughtful discussion of race relations in the United States on national network television this week between two players of mixed race. Tasha Adams and Ivan Hall. While this is merely a tiny step in the road towards diversity and representation, it was a huge step for Bachelor Nation. And it's one that I didn't think that we would see. And Bachelor Clues and I have talked about how we've been doing this thing called the Hyper Binge, where we have watched every single episode of The Bachelor, all 24 seasons except for season nine. Um, the past couple months. It has been all we have been doing in our waking hours. It's insane, the undertaking that we have done, and we are finally finished with it. But because we have been doing this, I can say for a fact that this date between Tasha and Ivan is so vastly different from 99.99999% of one-on-one date conversations. I'm grateful for it. There is still a lot of work to be done. I don't think they've even touched upon the fact that both Claire Crawley and Tasha Adams are both Latinx. And while the casting has gotten more diverse this season, there is still a heavy emphasis on the white players. I'm curious as to how that will play out, who will be our top four. And it is our job as Bachelor Nation, as complicit Bachelor Nation, to make sure that this is not a 21-minute one-off and an outlier date conversation, but that we continue to pressure the show to keep making these kinds of choices. But I am truly grateful for it. It was one of the highlights of my week. It has definitely been my highlight of this Bachelorette season. Yeah, and I don't, (laughs) I, I guess I'm just, I'm still so struck by feeling this way about the show because I normally have to watch it with such a... Not a disdain, but a my eyes are wide open. I see what they're what they're doing. So I am thankful that they did this this week. It looks like maybe we are turning a corner in terms of the show catching up with the times. I know that there was a lot of discussions that had to happen for that to air on our TVs, and I'm grateful for it. That's a very good thing to be thankful for. I too was astounded by it happening at all the way they presented it, everything. I mean, we discussed this in our last show that this was the most important episode of The Bachelor in history. I firmly believe that. And while I too was thankful for that, something for me took a little higher priority. Thanksgiving comes at the end of a year every once in a while, as you might know. We've only got a month left of this calendar year, so we can reflect back on what has happened Mm. in the 11 months leading up to this, if you like to subscribe to the calendar. For me, 
the thing I'm most thankful for over the past 11 months is the formation of and the development of the pit. That is correct. I'm thankful for the pit. I know the pit started out on this very show as something that we use to describe the kind of detrimental effects of our fandom of this show and the psychological burden that it placed (laughs) on us as we descended further into the darkness, allowing ourselves to truly be immersed in our fandom of it, in our mania of it, in our compulsive researching and writing about it, et cetera, et cetera. But now I truly see the pit as a community of like-minded people who are down there with us digging through this shit. And there is some value to me in that solidarity that I didn't anticipate at the beginning of all of this when I thought it was just you and me screaming about our madness. And then we slowly started to realize, oh shit, more people have this affliction. I'm extremely thankful to know that because I do think that Yes, at its core, I enjoy the show, and I even like being in the pit. I like being able to dig around and find new ways to analyze this, to raise our level of expertise, and I think we've done that even just through the hyper binge, obviously, but everything that we're doing in this podcast, every time we make another episode, I feel like I learn a new little thing about how to look at this game, and that's helping us move into the future with new projects next year, et cetera, et cetera, but it all comes from the pit, and without the development of it without making the pit what it has become, I don't think we would be where we are. I don't even think we would have done the hyper binge had we not found the pit. And so I am thankful for the pit. Not saying that the hyper binge was necessarily a fun thing. (laughs) It it, it definitely had detrimental factors, but I'm glad that we did it. We had to do it. I mean, it was a necessary thing. There's more binging yet to come, but The pit for me is kind of where all of this starts. And as crazy as this fucking is to say, it provides, it certainly provides, but it has become one of the fundamental components of my life at this point, psychologically, at least everything we do in service of this podcast and beyond is really about the pit. And so for me, I am thankful to have the pit as a place where I can dwell. And in some ways it gives me the justification to go as deep as I can. Whereas before I might Uh have felt shame or some kind of hesitation Mm. about doing the deep dives. Now I start at the bottom. The only way that I can get deeper is by digging. I don't even have to do the descent anymore. I'm just living down here. So I'm thankful for the pit and I'm thankful for everybody who is joining us in it. And hopefully everybody else out there in the pit is having a good Thanksgiving. That's beautiful. A little haunting, but beautiful. Just like our beloved game. Well, thank you guys for indulging us as we said our things that we're thankful for. And now we're going to move into the main meat of the show, the big bite of turkey. This is... Bachelor Nation News. As you know, all this season we are opening Bachelor Nation News with a little sub-segment that we are calling This Week in Games. This Week in Games. 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 
that's as deep as I go. <laughs> that's very good. Do so, I sound like Batman? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this is... So in this... Games. So in this sub-segment... <laughs> We are going to break down the ratings of this week's episode as well as all the movements in the uh, top echelons of Instagram followers for the players of this season. So this week, the show pulled in a 1.2 rating with a total of 4.4 million viewers. Down a hair from last week, the viewers might have been turned off by the cow testicle smoothies, but... It's still holding the top spot for the night in the key demo. Still a hit television show by any measure. And now let's take a look at which of the season's players are able to translate those viewers into followers. Instagram gains. Claire Crawley, not in the document, gained 21,000 followers this week, bringing her to 990K. She is knocking on the door of the 1 million club. Tasha Adams gained a solid 100K this week, bringing her to 1.2 million Instagram followers total. She is continuing to break records for players of color in our beloved game. She is now solidly in the million club. 1.2 million is in it. She's not going to go back. She'll get a little bleed off after the season ends, but she ain't going to dip under a million. I think she's there for good. Congratulations, T. And now for the top five follower gains this week. That is from our last recording, 1119 to today, November 26th. Someone finally unseated Dale Moss for the most gains this week. That someone was our double play of the game and double MVP recipient, Ivan Hall. He gained 28,500 followers, bringing him to 43.3K total, more than doubling his previous following. Bachelor Nation is responding positively to this open discussion of racism and police brutality. Hurrah! This, to me, is evidence that they need to keep doing this. And we know that they reacted very quickly and very strongly to social media pressure when they cast Matt James. As soon as the Black Lives Matter protests started going off around the country this past summer, they immediately cast Matt James. And so we're hoping that they're taking a look at this Instagram reaction as well, and they see that this is a good thing to do and we get more of this. I really think if the show can move into this area where they're allowing players to talk about real things, no matter what those things may be, we are going to respond to that in a very positive way, and this is proof of it. Second place this week in gains was also not Dale Moss. <laughs> it was Brendan Marias for his strong, gentle 4TRR style with 25.2K, bringing him to 106K total. Our third player to finally join the 100,000 Club. Congratulations, Brendan, and welcome. Third place was also not Dale Moss. Third place went to Ben Smith. He gained 23.8K this week for his constant turtle talk, his subsequent knock-knock, and his first responder role at the cocktail party, bringing him to 81.7K total. Definitely not a floater. Pace case was right. Referring to yourself in the third person now. Well, I was thinking maybe you would read this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bad planning on our part. (laughs) Now, you may be asking yourself, wait a minute, wait a minute. 
Where's Dale Moss in all this? That's three players. No mention of the greatest player of this season. Well, he's right here. Fourth place. (laughs) Even though he is not in the fucking record at all, Dale Moss still has the fourth highest Instagram gain this week. 18,000, bringing him to a total of 728K. His gains have certainly slowed down, but not stopped. 18K is still quite a bit. Will he reach a million? We don't know. He's going to have to pull off some very strong post-game parasocial play. Will he wind up on Dancing with the Stars? Will he wind up in some other TV show? There is a path to the million club for him. We don't know if he's on it now. Just doing TikTok dances with Claire probably isn't going to cut it. And maybe we will see them in the second after the final rose this season. Maybe they'll get a subsequent appearance. Check in with them. Might get him a, a little bump, but... We shall see. I mean, it's two weeks he hasn't been in the document. He's still getting 18K. That's incredible. And fifth place in gains this week goes to Dr. Joe Park. He gained 15.6K upon his elimination from game, bringing him to 28.7K. He did some strong parasocial plays this week with Lauren Zima, so I don't think we've heard the last of him. He also posted something on his Instagram stories that was a collection of artifacts that he had taken from the game, and I just want to thank all of the 2.7 million people who DM'd (laughs) me a picture of that and told me I should get it for the pit gallery. I agree with you. I have sent an inquiry and have yet to hear a response. Uh, I mean, that's a record in itself. Most amount of DMs to Bachelor Clues about a specific item. It was, beyond doubt, the most DMs I have ever received about one thing. (laughs) It was an overwhelming tidal wave. And by the way, I followed Joe Park. I saw it when he posted it. I messaged him immediately. (laughs) And then it was, I don't even know how many DMs I got about it. Literally hundreds. Clues, you need this. And I love that people in the pit are looking out for me, that they see this and they think Clues would like this. They are right. I did like it. Clues is grateful. Other notable Instagram movers and shakers were, of course, Bennett Andrew Jordan, once again, making solid gains. 13K for his terrible bars, his breastfeeding rivalry with Noah Herb, and his parasocial plays with Jimmy Kimmel and others this week. It brings Bennett's total to 119,000. We are watching him very closely as a rising star in our beloved game. Chaos King Noah Erb also gained 7.6K this week for his bare upper lip, his villain edit, and his Bennett rivalry combo play, bringing him to 36.8K. And the smallest gain crown this week goes to Brandon Goss. He lost 300 followers. The drop-offs continue for some of the players who are no longer in-game. Jordan Monnier, Yosef Abarati, Zachary Johnson, and Chris Conran also reported IG losses. Condolences to all of them. That wraps up This Week in Gains. Gains. And now, let's move on to the other Bachelor Nation news that happened this week. Lauren Zima is the most recent personality in Bachelor Nation to join the already crowded arena of Bachelor podcasts. The Dark Lord's concubine is launching a weekly podcast cleverly titled Relation Sips that will air every Wednesday. She announced this new parasocial endeavor in a minute-long clip that we are going to play for you right now. Hi, babes. It's me, Lauren Zima. 
As you know, on my Bachelor Review show, Roses and Rosé, I have a glass or two of wine and recap The Bachelor. Each week, you guys laugh with me as we examine the show's love stories, and I drop some life advice along the way. Well, we now have the opportunity to connect even more. It's time to take a deeper dive and analyze the relationships in all of our lives. It's time for Relation Sips, my new podcast. So grab a beverage of any kind and get ready to laugh about, learn about, and dig into the one thing we can all relate to, relationships. New episodes every Wednesday. See you then, babes. Bye. So what are we expecting from this podcast? Will the Dark Lord be involved in any way, do you think? Will that be her first guest? I wonder if he's allowed to be on podcasts. He does interviews with her all the time on YouTube. So yeah, I I expect that we will see the Dark Lord make an appearance on this. Do you believe that based on her role in Bachelor Nation and her relationship to the Dark Lord, she's going to have the best guests of any Bachelor Nation podcast? I don't know if she will be able to compete with Bachelor Happy Hour. I would guess that they get first pick, but I think this is up there. Personally, I believe this will be the top Bachelor Nation podcast almost immediately because she's funny and she's a much stronger host than anyone currently doing it. Definitely better than Rachel Lindsay. Definitely better than Becca Kufrin. She's quicker. She's funnier. I think she's going to put them to shame. And I think because she has access to whoever she wants, it's going to be that is an equal playing field with Bachelor Happy Hour. They get all the best guests because it is the Bachelor Sanctioned podcast. I think she's going to have the same access to the same people. And now... I know what you're going to say. <laughs> in addition to clickbait, we got to get on relationships. So, <laughs> please, everyone out Fuck. there. <laughs> we do. Relationships is going to start December 4th. As soon as it begins, please, five-star reviews and get us on relationships. We gotta. I mean... We got clickbait and relationships. We're knocking on the door of clickbait. I can't even say the word. I know that both of the names are hilarious. Clickbait, relationships. Here we come. We're ready. (laughs) We gotta get on one of them. If we can get on one, we can get on the other. I do feel like even though her podcast is not Bachelor Nation sanctioned, it's not an official Bachelor Nation podcast Mm -hmm. like clickbait, like happy hour... It might as but well. It is. Be. It is. It's it's so close to it. She's literally sleeping in the same bed as the Dark Lord. She's not going to say anything that's not a company line. Well, we wish her luck. Even though I do not believe she needs it, I th- I really truly think this is going to be the most dominant piece of Bachelor Nation podcasting that exists right out of wow. the gate. I think it's going to be gigantic. I'm excited to listen. This is Game of Roses Breaking News. Well, we woke up on Friday morning. Today. (laughs) Yeah, today, right now. (laughs) After having recorded an entire podcast yesterday, we woke up to see all of the news swirling around Lauren Zima's now defunct podcast, Relationships. (laughs) News moves fast in Bachelor Nation. Lauren Zima's podcast will no longer be called Relation Sips. It is now going to be called Relating, and there is a reason why this is happening, and we thought we would do a quick breakdown of it for you. There is another podcast already called Relation Sips, 
that is done by Claire D. Claire D., once she learned about Lorenzima's relationships, tweeted, A white girl stole my whole podcast. She's been ignoring me and apparently deleting comments from supporters. Are we really still doing this in 2020 at Lorenzima? And she posted pictures of both of their podcast art side by side. It should be noted, Claire D. is a black woman, so there is a race component to this as well. What follows is a torrent of negative reviews on Lauren Zima's iTunes account. One star by Steffi Kisses. Thief! This is an exact copy of another podcast called Relationships with Claire. Blatant stealing of a concept. There is another one by Deja Vu. This podcast already exists. One star. Same color scheme and logo for the past year. It's under Relationships Pod hosted by Just Claire D. Cease and Desist. Another one star. Copycat. You stole this podcast idea, name, and artwork from Black Woman. Relationships with Claire D. You need to shut this show down. There are so many of these that whether or not Lauren Zima was deleting Instagram comments about this, she cannot delete all of these iTunes things. You stole this podcast, stolen content, mm-hmm. stolen. This whole concept, Claire D originated this idea. She had this podcast for over a year. And so now we have to ask ourselves, did Lauren Zima, in quotes, steal this whole concept, cover art, and idea? And is this going to fuck with your prediction that it will become the number one Bachelor Nation podcast? No, because she's already changed it to Relations. So it has a new name. She's going to do a new piece of cover art, obviously. The answer here, in my opinion, is she did not steal this. Relationships is just a pun. I think she stole it in the sense that they probably came up with the title, saw there was another one already, and they were like, fuck it. No one knows who this is. We are going to be the Relationships. Yeah, I agree. That's not stealing, though. It's definitely an incredibly shitty thing to do, and she's absolutely an asshole for trying to get away with it, but coming up with an idea for a title, which, by the way, cannot be copyrighted. You can make a movie called Star Wars Tomorrow if you want. You just can't use their logo and main characters and story, but you can't copyright a title. Should we make a Star Wars? We should make another podcast called Bachelor Happy Hour. As long as our logo and shit is different, we're fine. So the real question becomes here, when did Lauren Zima know that Relationships existed? Because she certainly did. I believe she probably came up with the idea or her and her team came up with the idea independently. They, of course, Googled that to be like, oh, maybe there's already another one. I mean, that's the first thing we fucking did when we we thought of Game of Roses. Game of Roses not taken. Exactly. (laughs) I think anybody coming up with a podcast or writing anything, making any kind of creative thing like that, looks it up to see if it already exists. She saw that it definitely existed and was like, fuck it. This woman has no listeners as you're saying, I'm going to be the relationships. I think they moved ahead knowing this already existed, but I don't believe the idea was stolen. And to say the concept of talking about relationships while drinking wine is a stolen <laughs> concept or that anyone can lay claim to that is insane to me. Um, also, the, oh, the cover art is, is the same and it's the same color. It's like, well... If it's about a woman drinking wine, talking about relationships, it's going to be pink and it's going to have a wine glass. And the cover art is not the same. Lauren Zima's is a cartoon of her. Claire D's is an actual picture of her. The logos are completely different. 
I mean, they look the same if you squint your eyes. Uh, there are similarities between the color palettes, I guess. Both of the characters in the cover art are depicted holding a glass of wine, but it is called relationships. I don't believe they looked at her cover art and thought, we'll just steal that. I, I really don't think there was active theft here. I think it was just that Lauren Zima did not give a shit that this already existed. I don't know. I'm very curious about the thought process because it's like, you're not going to get away with something like this in 2020. I'm sorry. So I'm very curious as to they just thought it would blow over if people were like, hey, you, you took this name. I don't know. I think they probably thought not enough people listened to the other podcasts that anyone would give a shit or even know about this, which I agree with you, is insanely stupid. Yeah. I don't understand (laughs) how they would move forward with this. I mean, if you take one look at the Bachelor subreddit, you know they're not going to let something like this go. And then to start deleting the the Instagram comments and stuff, (laughs) it's mistakes were made at every turn here. Oh, yeah. All that said... I don't think it's going to affect her podcasts at all. She changed the name. She's going to get new cover art. Relations. This will be forgotten about in a month. I mean, Relations is not a great title. No. And the reason I think Relations Sips was probably an idea from Lauren Zima and her team prior to them knowing about the other one existing is because it's so on brand for her. Her other yeah, whole thing is and Roses Rose. And- yeah. Exactly. She drinks wine and talks about bachelor or relationships or whatever. That was something she was already doing. The concept simply isn't stolen, nor is it something that can even be stolen. Again, drinking and talking about relationships is not a concept. That's every fucking podcast in the world. You know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, are we stealing a concept from bachelor podcasts because we talk about bachelor? I thought we both agreed that that's what we set out to do. We stole Game of Roses from Game of Thrones. Yeah. So. Oh, that's true. And, and we, we stole did. our cover art from... From your nightmares. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what if Lord Zima came back with a new cover art and it was just like a copy of the one that you did of DLH, but her face? You know what I might do today is make a meme that is the new cover art for Lauren Zima's relations. Yes. And it's just... I'll do that. (laughs) Her glowing eyes. It'll be something. (laughs) Oh, I'm excited about this. But we just wanted to do a little breaking news here as an addendum to the main story about Lauren Zima's new podcast, because as we woke up this morning, the news broke, and the result is that Lauren Zima has now changed the title of her podcast and will be having some new cover art very soon. We still think it's going to be a huge podcast. Yeah. Our next piece of Bachelor Nation news involves the next season of The Bachelor. ABC has released a few new promos for the upcoming Matt James season. They feature James in a tuxedo at Nemecolon, James shirtless, James showering, James in a sports car, James squatting a log in the forest, kissing, ziplining, skydiving, hot air ballooning. There are some screams. There are some tears. They even give him a nickname. The Matchelor. We don't know if that will (laughs) catch on or not, but the only thing missing from these promos is an ambulance, and I'm hopeful that we might still get one in season. I mean, with all of that adventuring, someone's going to pull an IFI, but I do think what Ed Ed Wastebrot said this season about not wanting to go to the hospital and being exposed to COVID might affect 
our level of ambulance play that we see this season. We don't want to be taken out of the game. Whatever the case where personal injury may be considered, these promos mean that Matt James' season has concluded shooting. It is done. Still hasn't aired, so we technically don't have our first Black Bachelor, but he completed the season. He stayed through the entirety of it. There were no replacement bachelors. And from the footage (laughs) we're seeing in the promos, we are in for a treat when this season premieres on January 4th. After this long COVID slumber, the franchise can finally awaken from the La Quinta nightmare to something that looks much more like the game we love. And I, for one, am looking very forward to it. What if mid-season we suddenly see a promo that's like fucking Blake Horseman emerging from the pool in a red Speedo or something? Ed Waste brought. You know he was there. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. He posted a picture at Nima Colon. They had him there for something. He is a producer, baby. Our next item of Bachelor Nation news also has to do with the Matt James season. Players are returning to social media now that their season has concluded. This comes after a first-of-its-kind mandate from producers that all of them, no matter when they were released from the show, abstain from social media interaction until November 23rd in an effort, we can only assume, to thwart spoilers. Do you think this will be the new normal in every following season? This is the first time they've done this. Absolutely. I don't understand why they haven't done it until this point. They can make them sign everything. They make them sign away their civil rights. Why wouldn't they do this? By the way, I am confused because Kit Keenan has been posting the entire time. I guess she might have someone do that for her. Exactly. Kit Keenan is a very studied Instagram player. I think she had a friend or a social media manager, whoever, was handling her shit while she was gone. But now we're seeing all the rank and file players coming back and starting to post. But we don't know what order they were released in because no one was posting before November 23rd, which is after they stopped filming. I would love if there's no spoilers in Bachelor Nation and then no one can send them to me. I just really love the idea of all these players sitting around waiting till midnight, November 23rd, whenever the hour was that they were allowed out. They're like racehorses. Waiting for the fucking gates to open and then the buzzer goes off and they all take off around the track. Who can post the quickest? Who can get the most likes? Because at this point, they're all on equal footing. Yes, those promos are coming out. Yes, some of us who are deep in the pit know who these players are to some degree and have already requested the follows. But now we're starting to see what they can actually do, given that they just did a complete season. Our next item of Bachelor Nation news involves the GOAT, Caitlin Bristow. Glitter. (laughs) Caitlin Bristow won Dancing with the Stars. She is now at 1.9 million Instagram followers as of the time of this recording. She's hovering around the 2 million club. I am so proud of her. I knew she could do it. Dancing with the Stars is, of course, an ABC show. So the relationship between it and our beloved game has a rich history. As Bristow straps her mirror ball trophy into the passenger seat of her car, she joins a very storied legacy of other players from our beloved game who have competed in this televised competition of rhythmic movement. Trista Stutter 
was not only the first Bachelorette, she was the very first Bachelor Nation player to compete on Dancing with the Stars in its first season, way back in 2005. She was eliminated in her second week. Melissa Rycroft pulled in a third place finish in 2009. Jake Pavelka was sent home in the sixth week of 2010's season 10 of Dancing with the Stars. Rycroft came back in 2012 to be the first Bachelor Nation player to win the Mirrorball Trophy. And then in 2013, Master Bachelor Sean Lowe made it all the way to week eight, as did farmer Chris Souls in 2015. Of course, your goat, Nick Vial, got in on the action in 2017. He made it to week seven. Good try, little Nicky. And in 2018. Teen Grocery Store Joe shimmied his way to week eight, not even knowing he would be a co-host on Clickbait. And in the past two years, we have seen Hannah Brown, the undisputed Instagram champion of Bachelor Nation, take home the mirror ball, which leads us to the most recent 2020 season that just concluded with Caitlin Bristow taking home the trophy. Congrats to Miss Bristow. She is a legend and seems to show no signs of slowing down in the acquisition of feathers for her cap. It looks like the next one might be a key to the two million club. And then a Grammy. Will you admit she's a goat if she gets a Grammy? No. What? Post-game play has nothing to do with in-game play. I think she's the greatest greatest post-game player. It includes post-season. It doesn't to me. Sorry. The game is the game. That's not the game. That's Why what you do after the game. Why are we still covering it if it's not the game? It is the game. The Instagram is the game. Because we cover way more than game. Why are we saying what we're thankful for at Thanksgiving if it's not the That's game? the game. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> we cover a lot more than just play in the game. We're doing a whole Friday show about shit that's not play in the game. It's all interesting and it's part Instagram. of the grand... Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. If you have sensitive skin, you're going to want to hear about OneSkin's scientifically proven topical supplements. This is face, eye, body, shield, and it can all be used with any of their other products, which are free from over 1,500 chemicals and preservatives that can make skin red, irritated, or itchy. Their products are safe for sensitive skin. It's just one of the reasons they've earned the SkinSafe seal of approval. You got to keep that skin glowing if you want to be keeping up the level of face play that I've got going on. And OneSkin was founded by an all-woman team of scientists. Their products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Uh, Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products often. OneSkin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, OneSkin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code ROSES at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code ROSES. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support Gore and tell them that we sent you. Clues. Underwear drawers, they're not organized. They're like the the Wild West, the final frontier of wardrobes. Mm. And there's no rhyme or reason to them. You got 
ones that are super old, uh, different brands, etc. You don't know what to expect. But now I have felt the buttery soft comfort of me undies. And now I want to replace the whole drawer with me undies because those are my now go to. I'm currently wearing their long sleeve shirt and <laughs> my, um, <laughs> which is not what this uh, ad is about, but I am also wearing the super soft, sustainable modal fabric thong with no roll black waistband you want that you don't want it to be rolling you don't want it to be showing and i'm hooked i don't want to wear anything else it's all got to go now well this ad actually is kind of about that pace case everybody knows me undies <laughs> makes great underwear it's in the name me undies but it's not just about underwear you can explore the lounge collection featuring comfy joggers hoodies onesies and a whole bunch more and their move me activewear collection is the softest activewear on the market there's no doubt about it right now you can get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at meundies.com slash roses. That's meundies.com slash roses for 20% off plus free shipping. Me undies, comfort from the outside in. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist-recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to Canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. In the Bachelor world, speaking of things that are not in the game, (laughs) our next item of Bachelor Nation news involves Chad Johnson. He appeared on the Eric Andre show this week. It is extremely rare that a player gets to appear on television in any context outside of the Bachelor or Bachelor peripheral piece of media. The GOAT, Nick Vial, has appeared in some TV movies. Corinne Olympios was notably duped by Sasha Baron Cohen in a segment of his show, Who is America? Of course, Bachelors Travis Stork and Jesse Palmer from the experimental era of our beloved game have both gone on to successful TV careers in sports and medicine-themed entertainment. And this week, Bachelor Nation bad boy Chad Johnson has joined the club. Johnson, who is currently serving out a three-year probation for pleading no contest to vandalism and intimidating a witness related to his domestic assault arrest last February, appeared on the Eric Andre show this week in a sketch that can only be described as hallucinatory, as almost everything on the Eric Andre show is. Johnson takes a seat across from Eric Andre, who pretends to think that Chad Johnson was the other Chad Johnson, the ex-star wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. 
from this base premise, the sketch unfolds to have Johnson pelted with footballs, flashed with full frontal male nudity of an unnamed man who is, has been lowered from the ceiling, and he's finally subjected to Andre himself disrobing, urinating into a mug, and drinking his own waste inches from Johnson's face. A must-watch for any Bachelor Nation fan. Will this help Johnson reach a more mainstream audience? No. But it is certainly in keeping with the raucous and outlandish persona he has developed for himself over the past year as he launched an OnlyFans porn empire. As polarizing as he is, I do find him to be one of the most interesting figures from the history of our game. Certainly he is forging a path that no Bachelor player has tread upon before. Speaking of Bachelor Nation players making appearances on TV... Bennett Andrew Jordan went on Bachelor Nation mainstay Jimmy Kimmel's show, Jimmy Kimmel Live. The show posted the five-minute interview with Bennett on the show's Instagram page, and it has 51,060 views. In his appearance, Bennett discussed failing the grown-ass man challenge, which we here at Gore believe was thrown as part of a screen time strategy. Kimmel tests him again for his second chance by asking him which Harvard he went to, Bennett says there's only one stupid Harvard man on his show, Matt Damon. Kimmel makes him spell chlamydia and do some math questions relating to roses, etc. But this is after last week, Bennett appeared with Tyler Cameron. This is another mainstream media personality accepting Bennett into their arms as a huge character from The Bachelorette this season. He is certainly being held aloft as the most important player from the season in terms of who is going to walk out of it with the biggest impact. What Ivan is doing unquestionably is far more important, but in terms of who the show is now championing as kind of the face, the character from the season, it is Bennett without question. Mm-hmm. But that wraps up our coverage of this week's Bachelor Nation news. And now it's time, of course, to start looking into what some of our favorite players were doing around the internet, on their Instagram accounts, on their Twitter accounts, on their TikTok accounts, on their parlor accounts. This is a segment we like to call The Parasocial Play, 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 Play of the Week. There were a lot of strong parasocial plays this week, and we're going to highlight a couple of them before we get to the big winner. First up, Crystal Nielsen posted the beginning of Glitter Baby's gender reveal on Instagram with a countdown of her and Miles Bowles, Glitter Baby's father, as they're about to blow poppers to show if Glitter Baby will be a glitter boy or a glitter girl. The video fades to white as they count down to the number one, we hear screaming, and a text reads, click link in bio to watch the full reveal. This video has 438,084 views and 27,878 likes. The link in her bio is to a YouTube video from her channel with the actual reveal. The two minute and 56 second YouTube video has 126,000 views and 1.5K upvotes. It starts with an interview of Crystal and Miles early on in the party. Miles gets a couple words in, unlike in their pregnancy announcement. 
there is slow-mo footage of an elaborate outdoor picnic alongside tags for the various spawn con. Sheena from Vanderpump Rules is in attendance, also pregnant and maskless. Crystal teases how only the cake lady, her BFF, and her gyno know the gender of Glitter Baby. Crystal and Miles finally blow the poppers. It's pink glitter confetti. Crystal collapses in Miles' arms, sobbing. There's a slow-mo shot of Crystal throwing confetti glitter towards the camera. Then a bunch of footage of them happily celebrating the gender of their baby with their guests. Not a mask in sight. The last image is text on white, glitter baby, girl. But I'm going to wait for glitter baby to decide that. Well, whatever Glitter Baby decides, she certainly decided to not let this opportunity go to waste because Glitter Baby herself was quick to join in the action with a post of her own, a five-slide main grid post of her mom holding a pink bottle, wearing a sash that reads, Growing a Princess, hugging her dad, and even one of proud Grandma Tess Nielsen holding up a onesie that reads, It's a Girl. Glitter Baby's post has 4,800 likes and 40 comments. Glitter Baby is sitting at a healthy 14.9 thousand followers, and that number seems to be growing right along with her. Another strong parasocial play this week, Joe Park. He chose the week of his elimination to create a very strong parasocial play involving the girlfriend of the Dark Lord herself, Lauren Zima. Famously, the host of the Relation Sips podcast that we will soon be on. Zima made a dramatic Instagram video of her face talking to camera, intercut with footage of Joe Park, asking herself if she was obsessed with Joe, and she was repeatedly slamming her fist on her forehead. That video had 104,671 views, 6,001 likes. Joe Park then made a response video of his own in his Instagram story, shot the exact same way, with him knocking his own forehead with his fist, asking himself if he's obsessed with Lauren Zima. He intercuts footage of Zima with a song asking, is this love? He even took it up a notch by having a chalkboard in the background with instructions for donating to various food banks and saying he would match donations up to $1,000. Unfortunately for Joe, he put this video on his story only, though you can watch it on at Bachelor in Quarantine. We don't have the numbers for his own views. Joe Park, if you're going to make a play this strong, please post it to the main grid and send us those numbers. While these were both strong plays this week, this week's parasocial play of the week goes to Caitlin Bristow with an assist from Jason Tardick. This week marked the end of a series of plays from the duo that started way back in June when Bristow appeared on The Bachelor Greatest Seasons Ever to have the Dark Lord himself ask her to be a participant in this season of Dancing with the Stars. From that moment forward, Bristow, supported by Tardic, orchestrated one of the most complex and longest-running parasocial campaigns that has ever existed in the history of our game. There were far too many posts to count that came from both Bristow and Tardic across multiple platforms during her run on the show, but just for context, we have tallied Bristow's main grid IG posts that were germane to her time on Dancing with the Stars. So at a bare minimum, she executed 34 posts during her time on the show that tallied a staggering 
3,564,101 likes and 37,201 comments. The posts range from glamour in various dance costumes to updates on the injury she incurred while dancing, videos of her performances to semi-candid shots of her in the studio practicing with her partner, Artem Shavinsek, who was, of course, tagged to siphon off some of his impressive 904,000 followers. Bristow even worked in a PTC strategy by posting an old photo of a deceased childhood friend for whom she dedicated to dance in a later round of the game. And this impressive run was capped off with a simple and elegant video posted to her Instagram reels. It shows us the moment just after her big win in a single shot, we assume taken by Tardik himself, of Bristow in her Dancing with the Stars robe, gently securing her mirror ball trophy in the passenger seat of her car like a baby. She nestles it into the custom leather seat snaps the seatbelt in to keep it safe and gives it a kiss. The journey is over. Or is it just beginning? She and Tardik exploited her parasocial power to turn followers into votes that propelled her to a championship in this competition. She put on a masterclass in the rare art of motivating your followers to behave in support of your personal goals beyond simply capitalizing on SpawnCon opportunities. She is knocking at the door of the 2 million club, and it appears that even as much as she has accomplished, she is truly in the first days of what will undoubtedly be the greatest parasocial career in the history of our game. At least for now, someone will beat her eventually, but she is defining what parasocial play is. Truly astounding what she was able to do here. I don't watch Dancing with the Stars, but I kept up with the narrative that she was going with this season. I knew that she was injured. Is she going to overcome this? And serious kudos to Jason Tardik on this assist. He has put in a lot of work, and he himself is now at 833,000 followers. He has gotten serious gains from his relationship play with Caitlin Bristow. and. He has made this character for himself of this strong, supportive boyfriend who's like basically helping and coaching and encouraging Caitlin through this whole thing. What a strong duo. I'm truly impressed by what they've been able to accomplish here. Just a little prediction for this couple. They are going to be engaged. That may put Mm. Caitlin Bristow over the two million mark. And they are certainly going to be married, and I believe it's going to be televised. And I think he might crack the million club once we get around to that. She's going to have some babies. We're going to see a strong fetus game, maybe the strongest we've ever seen. Those fetuses will be parasocial gods, of course, competing with the likes of Jared and Ashley Ayakinetti's unborn creature. Hashtag Jaitlin. Hashtag Fetus war. (laughs) Well, that wraps up our parasocial coverage of this week. And now it is time for Pace Case and I to delve deep into the pit and discuss what makes us scream. What makes us continue to watch this show, even though it's having horrible detrimental effects on us psychologically. This is... Screams from the Pit! Welcome, everyone, to the Pit once again. And as you know, all this season, Screams from the Pit is sponsored by Relationship Hero. 
Relationship Hero is the most popular relationship coaching service with an average of 4.9 stars on Trustpilot. Doesn't get better than that. Each of their relationship coaches is certified and backed with a 100% satisfaction guarantee, and they are all going to be able to help you with whatever kind of relationship you might find yourself in. Whether you just started dating somebody, whether you've been married for your entire life, whether you're looking to spice up a relationship that you're already in, any of their certified relationship coaches are going to be able to help you out. And if you go to relationshiphero.com slash G-O-R right now, you're going to get 50% off your first session. That is relationshiphero.com slash G-O-R. And with us in the pit this week, as always, Shoya has returned. She's taken time out of her busy Thanksgiving schedule to be here to listen to us scream (laughs) from the bottom of the pit. Welcome, Shoya. It's not Thanksgiving without a good scream. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll get us started on our screaming. Today, it's November 26th, a theoretical holiday in the United States. We are celebrating the violent and exploitative reality of English colonialism upon the indigenous U.S. population. And we are also celebrating it by screaming with Shoya. But I experienced a different holiday this week, a holiday just for myself, one that was much more important to me. On November 23rd, (laughs) something happened. The Instagram barrier was broken, and the players who are on the next Bachelor's season of Matt James were finally allowed to return to Instagram and accept my follower requests from my Instagram burner account. And it felt like a true holiday to me. I could finally peek into all of these women's parasocial lives and begin to make my predictions. Paired with, we got a bunch of new trailers for Matt James's Bachelor season, and I am salivating for January's game. And I just realized how it was bizarre to me that this wonderful holiday feeling that I felt like a beautiful Christmas morning that I don't feel like I had felt since I was a child. And I felt like that was maybe a scream. Yeah, 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 yeah. If that was your <laughs> Christmas, then um, I mean, we take them where we can get them. First of all, so was this the whole mm-hmm. day? The, tw- the whole twenty third day was spent deep diving into this Instagram world. Yes, I I went through them all. <laughs> interesting, interesting, and mm-hmm. and you hadn't felt this way since you were a child. It's kind of tragic. It sounds bad when you say it back to me. (laughs) But like, it's like a giddy surprise. Like, God, I, you know, I have new front runners in mind now. It's changed the game in my predictions. Are you ashamed that this was a holiday? I mean, you've said, I I mean, because if this is a scream, then it's kind of like you sound slightly, I'm I'm, I'm hinting some, some shame there. There, there is so much shame because I find myself like I I talked about it with a friend of mine who I talked to later this week. I was like, they opened up the Instagrams. She did not care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel this. I feel an immense sense of shame from this. 
because you're this deep in the pit? Is that where, I mean, you've been here. Yeah. You've been here for a while. But this is what's giving me joy. I mean, I'm curious as to, because your screams have this synonymous, you know, like you, you mm-hmm. attach a little shame. And I'm very curious as to why are you ashamed to be this deep? Because you've been here for a while. I mean, it's not like this is new. It's not new, but I guess, I guess you're right. I am still holding some hand clasp on an edge of the the pit wall. I don't want to be at the very bottom. And I think the shame comes with, as soon as it happened, I was like, oh, this is my scream. And I'm objectively looking at it and I'm like, this is nonsense. This is not important. There's so many more other important things going on. And I spent a whole day of my time on planet Earth scrolling these women's Instagrams and evaluating them. And it felt, you know, in retrospect, slightly meaningless. Well, it sounds like as far as something being meaningless, it's not meaningless to you and to the beloved, Mm -hmm. you know, um, bachelor community. It's just because we don't understand, you know, doesn't mean that there isn't something to be understood here. So, I mean, you have to you have to kind of accept yourself first. I mean, I feel like you should let go off the edge, either bring yourself mm-hmm. back up over the edge or let go because it's hanging on a bit. This mm-hmm. this ain't working or whatnot. So, you know, only way out is through. So you can let go and fall through the spend pit. And spend a- Go back in, see what I missed the first time. If that's what you heard, sure. Um, (laughs) In this visual metaphor, by the way, of you hanging onto the side of the pit edge, Mm -hmm. I view myself hanging onto both of your feet and trying to (laughs) yank you off. I view you that way as well. Clues. Like come to the you're like the opposite of the person at the rock climbing gym. What they're supposed to do. (laughs) Valid. Valid. But yeah, go ahead and fall deep diving right. in there or whatnot, you know, embrace it. This is what makes you happy. And that's all that matters. <laughs> Unless you, you know, start ignoring other actually important things or whatnot, um, then be a little concerned. But I mean, it's November 23rd. <laughs> Just go ahead and let go. <laughs> all right. Well. My scream this week also involves what you might call a deep dive into something. Just for context, Pace Case and I have been doing something called the Hyper Binge. I might have mentioned this to you in a prior session. I'm not sure if that's accurate or not. But just to remind anyone out there who's listening, for about the past two and a half to three months, Pace Case and I, when we're not recording or writing this podcast, we are actively watching every episode of The Bachelor back to back to back from season one, episode one to season 24, episode 12 on two times speed. We are averaging about five plus episodes per day. Sometimes we hit six or seven a day. Again, at two times speed, we are meticulously recording everything that happens in every episode so that we can collect data. This has had a profound psychological effect on me. Some days we would get done with this and I would have headaches. Some days it would be Uh, I would be so drained of energy that I could do nothing else but lay on the couch and watch anime. We finished the Hyper Binge. Congratulations. On Tuesday. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I was overwhelmed by immediate sense of relief and then overwhelmed 
by an immediate sense of loss. What? I spend some amount of time thinking about iterations <sighs> of behavioral patterns in my life, especially where things are concerned that I enjoy to some degree or that give me meaning or value. Because I know all things end. In all iterative patterns, there will be a last iteration. There will be a last time you do everything you love. And in many cases, you don't know when that's going to be. It will happen, and then you will just stop doing it. For example, I love going to movies. Haven't done that in a little while, and I find myself now asking, will I ever go back? Did I experience my last movie, and what even was it? I can't remember because I didn't know it was the last iteration. I attached no importance or extra meaning to it because I didn't know that that was the last time. But now I find myself with the hyper binge saying, well, you've gone through The Bachelor. And I know that I still have Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise yet to come. So I do know that I will... And Bachelor Pat. I do know that I will be engaged in this endeavor again, but there is a piece of me already that is lamenting not being able to do it. Once I'm through all of that, there will be no purpose in the hyper binge. I'll never get to have this experience again. And so right now I'm in the middle of it. And yes, I was relieved to have some time off a few days at the very least from the initial hyper binge, but I already am lamenting the loss of that experience that will be in the future. And I found this to be profoundly crazy, I guess. Like I felt nuts having this reaction because it's something, again, that is in some ways detrimental. The positives that came out of it were my broadened understanding of the game, my raising of my level of expertise. Certainly, I feel at this point, Pace Case and I are expert on The Bachelor in a way almost no one is about anything else in the world, any subject. And I know that our expertise will still grow as we hyper binge these other seasons. But once we come to the end of that, that's it. That's kind of like the cap of where we will be able to augment our understanding of it. And I don't want that to happen. I want this growth in understanding of this thing that we're experts in to continue forever. And I'm now acutely aware of the fact that an end is in sight. That was a scream. That was. Yeah. I had more echoes than the last one. Yeah. <laughs> to sum up, my scream is, I miss the hyper binge already. I love when Clues' screams are sadder than mine. They are. But he embraced us, though. I'm not sensing any shame. Yeah. There's no, no shame. There's, there's no, no shame. At this point, to be had I used clues. to be Pace Case. Pace Case and I both used to be hanging onto the same ledge. <laughs> I let go a long fucking time ago. Now I'm down there just having my own party, fucking drinking the dirty water down at the bottom of the pit, whatever. I don't give a shit. So my question, I suppose, is... How do I maximize the level of joy or fulfillment that I'm going to get from the remainder of the hyper binge so that I won't experience this kind of deep sorrow or feeling of loss when it does truly end? And it may not end for a couple of years, honestly. I don't know when we're going to dip back into it, but I do know it's there. I know there are 16 seasons of The Bachelorette that we're going to have to do this with. I know there are six of Bachelor in Paradise and three of Bachelor Pad. So I know that there is mathematically roughly the same amount of material we have just hyper binged we're gonna have to do roughly that again broken into these three compartments but like i said we did it in two and a half months so i have about two and a half more months of this that exists somewhere in my future and then no more forever no more forever um well i fully i honestly i would check in i would check into the loss 
I, I no seriously hmm. check into the loss. Like ironically, I'm pretty sure that you're specific with the bachelor and I'm not sure how many people go as hard as you two. That is something very unique about you two. That's not like everybody else, but what other people can relate to is, and I think, and I've seen a lot of this throughout COVID since it kind of launched back in March is there is something, um, people do not like to like to watch like new stuff. Like, you know, I've even noticed this about myself, like a friend would be like, Hey, watch this new show. And I'm just watching reruns of like old shows or stuff that I used to watch. And it's driven by anxiety. There is something super, 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 super comfortable, especially in a year and a time where nothing is certain and you don't know what's going to happen. Like apocalypse is today. No, it's tomorrow. Oh, this is happening. Like we're living in that time. So something that's super like a blanket is watching comfort TV. It's watching something that you've already seen, whether that be like Titanic for the 80th time or whatnot, because you know what's <laughs> going to happen, right? You know the ship's going to mm-hmm. sink. You know Rose is going to be sitting there. You know she could have saved room on that door for Jack, but she just was selfish and she didn't do it or whatnot. Like, you know, everything that's going to happen. There's something very comfortable and convenient about knowing what's going to happen and knowing that you already like the movie. So for you, so this, so the Bachelor's y'all, like y'all's comfort zone and you kind of get the best of both worlds because you have what you've already watched and you have something to be excited for because it's, you know, the show so that you still get that comfort feeling, but it's kind of, you don't know what's going to happen. So you still get to be excited. So a lot of us who don't have new shows to watch and who are too checked into our anxiety to start a new show, envy you that you have this, you know, whole thing left. So I would fully embrace it and check into it. And as far as the loss is concerned, that's what makes it even sweeter. Like the bitter sweetness of it is the fact that you know what's going to end. So it's kind of like that should just make you want to like check into it more. And you can, and if, you know, and to kind of counteract that bittersweet feeling, it gives you something to be excited about. Maybe there is a light at the end of this pit tunnel that you haven't seen before or whatnot. And maybe it will exist somewhere after those two and a half months that are somewhere in your future or whatnot. Like, yes, this will be over. And yes, there'll be nothing else to binge watch, but you have, now you have freedom to do something else with your talents and your gifts. And that's something to be (laughs) excited about, hopefully. And clues. There, you know, we don't know where the pit is going to expand to, but, you know, for instance, Love Island, many seasons on five days a week, hours and hours and hours of television. There's so much left to explore. I will just say to Shoya's point, there will be a day where I am no longer in the pit. I'm 100% certain of that because I know how I operate with artistic compulsions. And once I iterate through enough cycles of something, I lose interest in it. That will happen with this. So what usually happens when you're done with your artistic compulsions? What happens? It attaches to something else. That's normal. And I have a bunch of projects currently now that um, I, I have them like mapped out in my head. I just need to execute them. And that time that is no longer spent in the hyper binge will be spent on those for sure. All that said, I also am having these fantasies about when you and I have our Game of Roses office, the real Gore HQ, when we have enough money to rent an office that we go to every day and having big screen TVs on all the walls of the office that just repeat <laughs> the one will have the bachelor, one will have the bachelorette, one will have bachelor playing every episode just constantly so that we so will be surrounded be by it. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. 
just so that I'm always kind of visually checking back in with the patterns that we've seen in all of this shit so that it's fresh in my mind. Because I believe to be a true expert in anything, it's not just about knowing the history. It's about living through it constantly. It's about having constant certain knowledge of whatever that subject may be so that you can rattle it off, so that you know how it all fits together contextually, so that you can see the the larger pattern in a kind of constant basis so that it isn't just a memory you're recalling. Can we discuss, I don't know if I want that to be my office environment. <laughs> to me, that seems like a lot. Maybe if they're muted. <laughs> yeah, your office can be however you like. That that could be my office. You have freedom to make your own decisions and execute your own will. But that I mean that's something you have something and you are clinging to it and you know capitalize on it because we do live in a capitalistic society. So you might as well take advantage of it. Well. Thank you, Shoya, for descending into the pit with us once again, especially on this holiday of Thanksgiving. We appreciate your time and your insight on how this show is shaping our lives. It's not, it's not that bad. <laughs> and once again, for anyone out there, Shoya is a coach for Relationship Hero. If you guys need some help with whatever relationships you might find yourself in, Please go to relationshiphero.com slash G-O-R to get $50 off your first session. That's relationshiphero.com slash G-O-R. Thanks again, Shoya, and hopefully we will see you again next week. We only have a few more sessions left as this season of Bachelorette is winding down. I know, I know. I'm really excited to see, you know, where this pit takes y'all. Well, thank you again, Shoya, for joining us on this beautiful... COVID Thanksgiving Day to discuss our problems that I guess we should just lean into. The only way out is through. I know we say that as a joke, but it is really true. And I do believe at some point we will be through. And we might at that point be locked in. If we achieve enough success with our endeavors here at Gore, we might never be out totally. We might have to continue doing what we're doing. But I think this initial phase of the first deep dive, our true descent, the digging of the pit. That's the real work we're doing at this point. We are going into areas of examination of our beloved game that no one ever has. We are really building whatever the framework is for this type of coverage of the game. And I believe once the framework is built, we might be able to just rest on that framework and continue this coverage indefinitely, as long as the game lasts. Once we take off because we are on clickbait and relationship, we will have no choice. <laughs> yeah, and happy to do it. I, I'm just saying right now, with the hyper binge, with the thing we're writing, with all of the kind of work we're doing to build the framework of this engine, that is daunting. It takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. And I think that is going to come to an end in about a year's time. And then what comes out of that framework, the next level of this, I think will be vastly interesting. An evolution of the podcast into another form, perhaps a television program, perhaps a YouTube channel. Perhaps a chip in everyone in the pit's brains. I'm listening. (laughs) When do I get my chip? I'll make you one. Thank you. And thank you to everyone else who has joined us on this strange trip. We are so grateful. And like, also, I, 
you know, I kind of had a vague understanding that there was some sort of woke Bachelor Nation people out there scattered, but the response that we've gotten has been so strong and wonderful, and I also am grateful for the pit to have joined us on this strange journey. You know, some people who are listening to our podcast were around, I don't know when I started doing the Bachelor Clues Instagram account, but some people have been there since then, mm-hmm. watching our strange descent into madness in service of this game. 20 of them watched Labor of Love with us live as we recapped it. <laughs> I know. And really, we cannot thank you enough for the indulgence and the support of whatever it is that we're doing at this point with our lives. <laughs> Certainly, it's a place I never thought I would be. I no. I feel you probably think the same thing, Pace Hard Case. to predict something like this happening. But it has happened, and we thank you all for going on this journey with us. And we, of course, thank you for all the tids that you're sending. The Joe Park Artifacts tid was by far the tid of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Tid of the week. That's hilarious. (laughs) So if anyone is listening to this now and thinking of sending me that tid, I can save you the trouble. I've been sent the tid. (laughs) The tid hath been sent many times already. But if you have any other tids, please keep sending them. I do still love the tids. I don't mean to hammer the Joe Park tid. Tids are great. And I look forward to all of them. And this weekend, we are going to be recording a special celebration for us to celebrate the fact that we completed the Hyper Binge. And we will be doing a special Hyper Binge extravaganza where we are going to get very high and go through our top 10 takeaways from the Hyper Binge. That episode will be available exclusively on our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Game of Roses. And just to elaborate here, this is much more than just a top 10 occurrences. This is a top 10 experiences, a top 10 revelations. Some of these things I feel I was only able to understand because of the nature of the hyper binge itself, because of watching it in such quick succession at two times speed, the ceremony of it, the pattern of the game really emerged in a crystal clear way that I don't think you could have possibly gotten by just watching it as it aired or watching it really in any other way than mainlining it straight into your fucking brain at two times speed. Agreed. For everyone out there who's been a part of this one. (laughs) That's a very famous line now, at least in our minds. Chris Harrison says it at the end of every women tell all. I know, I'm laughing. It's only an inside between us two. (laughs) Well, these are the types of things that you don't know unless you hyperbinge it because you see that thing happening once every other day in the hyperbinge. Whereas in real world terms, you see it twice a year at the women tell all and the after the final rose. But it is his sign-off line from every one of their live events. Thanks, as always, for leaving the positive reviews on Clickbait. This is still a goal of ours. Really, we just want to get into any of these upper echelon Bachelor podcasts. We want to break into that next tier, and we thank you guys so much for helping us do that. It will happen. Rest assured, have faith. The pit provides. And before we go, as always, what is that dwindling dwab at? Well, it's not dwindling. It's been growing at a steady pace, (laughs) but it will soon dwindle. 
It'll be dwindling in January. It has been 6,821 days without a Black Bachelor. Praise be Lord Harrison. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in... um body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by get this 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven day routine tighter skin or your money back get a 15 percent discount code by using the discount code game that's fiber skincare okay i have two new obsessions that i need to share with you impress no glue press on manny's and impress press on falsies lashes Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.